Hi, I'm Jill. And I'm Erin. You're listening to Banter and Dish Podcast. We'll share relatable stories and recipes with a hint of humor and a dash of delight. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to Banter and Dish Podcast. Pretty much the format of the podcast is that we chat a little bit and then we chat a little bit about a recipe we've made. And today's recipe is bruschetta chicken pasta that was sent in by Lauren, and it's from the Yellow Bliss Road food blog. If you have a recipe that you want us to try, email it to us at banterandishpodcast at gmail.com. So what's up, Erin? How are you? (laughs) Well, I guess I'm doing well. I had a really stressful week this past week. My class is wrapping up, so we had some big assignments due. I procrastinated. Per use. <laughs> as I always <laughs> do. Yeah, we, we had the assignment, the the our big writing assignment. She gave it to us at the beginning of the eight weeks, but I waited to the last minute to do it. But it all worked out. I got it all done. I think I did a good job. Yay. Yeah. I had to do a video presentation. It was part of the paper. We did write a paper and then do a video presentation. Mm-hmm. So I did that. Wait, I have a question. Was it a live presentation? Like, were you guys all on a Zoom together? No. Or did you have to record it? And then it was it was recorded. Yeah. I wasn't as nervous now that we've right. been podcasting. I'm like, I for got six this. Months. I can do this. What's that? Podcasting for six yeah, months. Yeah, for six months, guys. Yeah. You've gotten to know us for six months. And hopefully it's been a good experience for you all. Yeah. <laughs> which uh, you know I always forget we got to welcome our new listeners welcome back to our loyal listeners and welcome to our new listeners we hope you enjoy our little banter and stick with us for another three months we guarantee (laughs) for three months yeah we have to guarantee we have to do the new guarantee so that'll be June 10th yeah don't leave us yet give us three months we promise you'll you'll really start to like us yes (laughs) I mean, sometimes we're like um, a food that you have to try a few times to like develop <laughs> and acquire a taste for, but eventually it's your favorite food and you can't, yes. you know, you want to eat it you every day. You can't, you can't imagine your life without it. Right. right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. That's Just ask that's, some of our LTLs, our longtime uh, listeners, <laughs> they'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what were you saying? You have a group um, or you had to present something yeah, via so, video. Yeah, we had to do a video video presentation. And so, I, of course, I was playing it back before I submitted it. I really don't like the way my mouth moves. Does anybody ever, <laughs> does anyone ever pay attention to the way their mouth moves when they talk? Like, I never really paid much attention to it. But when I'm watching the video back, I'm like, my mouth is really weird. Like, it, it's like I was talking out of the side of my mouth, kind of like I do it. that. Yeah, I yeah, do that and a little I was like, bit. I just couldn't get past my mouth. Now I know anybody oh, else funny. watching this video is not going to probably pay attention to my mouth, but that's like one thing I zoomed in on, and I'm like, ah, oh, gross. What's what's up with my lips? They're so bizarre. <laughs> I think most of them were probably going, oh my god, look at her nose. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's true. Yes, they probably go- they couldn't get past the nose first. <laughs> right. They could not, you know, lower down any more any further on my face. They were like encapsulated with the big yes. schnoz. <laughs> For our new listeners, you need to listen back a few episodes and uh, hear the one about our noses. Yeah, we have. We, <laughs> we, <laughs> I wasn't being mean. I was just trying to be funny. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it's, we never take anything seriously here on Banter no. and Dish. So, no, <laughs> no. Um, or yeah. in, you know, our daily lives, usually. <laughs> 
I've learned to stop taking my life seriously a long time ago when it never got to the point of my expectations. Right. You lower them and then you're much happier. That's what I've done. Lower your expectations and laugh at yourself. You will enjoy life a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So what happened with the video? Aside from your mouth, you felt good about it? Well, I was running out of time because the everything was due by midnight. And I think by the time I got to the video, I had like done my paper, done my discussion questions. So I was like on to the video that I had to get done. Like I literally waited to the very last day to get all my assignments done. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think I work better under pressure. I'm not sure I why. I used to like call it I... full panic mode. I couldn't be creative until I had hit full panic well, mode. Now for me, it was usually not the last day <laughs> because oh, that okay. would have been like too much stress for me. Yeah. I always gave myself a fake due date of like two days before the assignment was due mm. in case one of the kids got sick or I got sick. That's a good idea. So like I would probably lead it up to close to that fake due date in my yeah. mind. But yeah. That works for you. I try, I've tried. We've talked about being like perpetually late um, mm-hmm. in one of our older episodes. I can't remember exactly which one it was, but the things that happen overnight. Was that that one? Yeah. Yeah. Listen to that episode. If any of you perpetually late people, new listeners, listen to that episode, you'll, you'll, you'll be able to relate. I tried to do that where I set my all my clocks in my house 10 minutes fast because I thought then that would allow me to be on time. It didn't. I just knew that the clocks were 10 minutes fast. So I knew I had an extra 10 minutes to be late. I can tell you what I do. What do you do? Like if I'm getting into a pattern where I am late, this is how you have to break it. You have to get up earlier. That's the only thing. (laughs) You know, that's the only thing. I don't like that answer. I know. But (laughs) if you're like me and you want to be on time, you need to be on time for work. Like that is a thing. You just have to suck it up and get up <laughs> earlier. <laughs> if you if you want to be on time, you must get up and be motivated and yes. be on time. That's the only or, answer. That's- <laughs> or the other thing is like if you always sat down and ate breakfast, okay, well, I can't sit down for as long. I got to do this instead or take my coffee in the car. Mm-hmm. Like I always think like, what can I cut out so that I am on time because I'm starting to creep up you know, mm-hmm. minute late, two minutes, you know, like I don't want it to become a pattern for me. So I yeah. think about what I can do. And I fix it. Wow. You're, you're more disciplined in that regard. Than <laughs> because to me, I can't, I can't, I couldn't, I couldn't, I, I just you, couldn't well, be perpetually late. That would, that would make me so anxious. Yeah. It's definitely not a good trait to have. I'll, I'll admit that. <laughs> I'll readily admit that it is not a good trait to have, especially when you have a job that requires you to be on time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That didn't, that didn't work for me. I don't know if I, if I set a false deadline, if that would work, probably not, but uh, yeah, the video I submitted just as it was, I didn't re-record it. One, I didn't have time. And two, I just like, I just didn't want to. So it just you could went one off it after with... all these episodes of the Banter and Dish podcast. That was your practice run for this. Yeah, video, right? like I, I, it had to be like 10 minutes long. So I was like, I, I, I don't, I'm not doing this again. It's yeah. just gonna, my mouth is just going to be weird. Sometimes we just have to accept those flaws about ourselves. Right, exactly. <laughs> my professor, she comments that I'll, then I'll be worried. Right. You know, Aaron, it was great material, great topic, but your mouth is really, I don't know. You got to do something about that mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so Aaron, for us tomorrow, it's March. That gives me hope that it's going to get warmer <laughs> and stay warmer. Yes. Listeners, um, for the new <laughs> listeners, we, we record two weeks ahead. We are recording this February 28th. You're going to hear this well into March, but for us right now, currently we are entering March. So yeah, um, I'm kind of excited for spring. I mean, I am excited for spring, but it's like with every season, there's some, 
drama that gets involved with the weather. Hmm. Um, you know, winter, we have to worry about the snow and the freezing pipes and ice and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. And then springtime, at least in our area. The flooding. Yeah. We are broadcasting from southwestern Pennsylvania. In the Pittsburgh area. And Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. has a lot of bridges, which For means PA. a lot of rivers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we get, there's a lot of um, flooding issues. A lot of flooding. We, <laughs> yeah. If you have to travel into Pittsburgh during Spring, spring summer. and summer yeah yeah you you keep an eye on the rain uh yes. fall in the in our area because it doesn't matter that that the rivers aren't coming up over but there, there's parts of the road like the main road systems coming to pittsburgh yeah. to get flooded out and they <laughs> they, they call it the bathtub yeah because it literally fills up like a bathtub it's like this dip yeah i'm outside of pittsburgh um about 10 miles or so outside of pittsburgh mm-hmm. um in our community we have this bridge I don't know. This makes no sense to me at all. There's a bridge that, that goes over the river. So the river's not necessarily the problem when it rains, but right before the bridge, there's kind of this dip and there's a hillside that water like runs off of heavily yeah, and yeah. it just floods that little dip area. And then you can't get to the bridge. So you literally need a bridge to get to the bridge. It makes no sense. I don't understand yeah. our infrastructure. It makes no sense. So then that water, you can't get through. So now you have to like turn around and go a completely different way to get across the bridge to get to where you're going. It's insanely frustrating. Yes. And that's because of all the, I guess, the hills and the valleys, you know, because like <laughs> yes. if you drive out west, when Eilish, my daughter started going to school in Chicago and you're, we're just mm-hmm. like, Eilish and I were like, oh my God, the first time. I mean, we had both been to Ohio before Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) I did not remember how flat everything was we're like oh my god you can look that way and see forever and this way and see forever I mean it's just shocking Chicago is pretty flat but driving through Ohio to get get there Mm -hmm. oh yeah it's just flat upon flat upon flat you can see See forever. forever. Well, my one friend told me that she went to school in Cincinnati and the one time they were taking like a little road trip up to Chicago, it must be pretty flat to Chicago because she said she could see the city and she thought they were almost there. And they're like, oh no, oh. we're two hours away. Driving. <laughs> but you can, can see it because it. it's so yeah. flat. <laughs> yeah, that's I I had that experience. I, I don't travel a lot, but the first time going to Florida, that was surprising to me how flat it was okay. down in Florida. Like, you know, yeah. You see, you see oh, yeah. like, wow, that's really different. Yeah. Really it different. Is. So yeah. So we are now entering rainy season here. I mean, my house sits up on a hill, yeah. so I don't, I don't particularly have to worry about my house um, it, itself, but yeah, traveling. Yeah. Getting places you have to reroute sometimes because you just can't use the roads, like Aaron said. Yes, and it's extremely dangerous. I mean, you know, we we kind of like really don't think about that. I mean, I because I travel the same routes all the time. When I hear these stories about people getting swept up in floodwaters or or driving through a a, you know a very deep flooded area and they don't realize how deep it is and their car gets flooded out and and, and worse things you know has happened to people. I always think like, because I'm so used to driving the same routes, I like kind of know, but like, you know, yeah, there's people that are driving that don't know the roads and they're not going to know that this, this, you know, this puddle of water is like actually eight feet deep. Like it's it's insanely dangerous. It's scary. Yeah. On that happy note. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It's a warning. It's a warning. It means only come here in the winter if you know how to drive in the snow. No, I'm just kidding. I've thought we really should start investing in those like 
half boat, half car things around here. The just ducky tour boats. <laughs> Everybody yeah. should have that standard yeah, on should, there. Yeah. Those old World War II, like, uh, what were those? They were like World War II, some kind of like. Um, Speaking of like the war ones, although I think they landed on ships. I was going to say, if we could have it be some sort of a boat, car, plane, where like oh if gosh. you're stuck in traffic or helicopter, Chill. so you could go straight you up. Just, yes. Oh my gosh. You know, forget about the podcast. We need to go a different route. We we're going to invent this. this. Yes. We're going to hit it big. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've had a good six months, people. Um, we'll finish out this one, but this might be it. <laughs> yeah, we're going to hook you guys up. We're inventing this boat, car, plane, all in one, and yes. you will be able to get to where you need to go. No problems. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this week, Erin, I made bruschetta chicken pasta from Yellow Bliss Road. And that recipe had been sent in by Lauren. It's actually one of her very favorite recipes. And because it does involve chicken, I left that step off. But I we do have an audio clip that we're going to pop in in a little bit where Lauren kind of explained her process in making the chicken. It is stated in the recipe, but I am a little impressed with sweet, sweet Lauren who follows the recipe to a T, if you remember her from our Candid Cupid conversation episode, she makes her chicken for this recipe. Not at all, like it says <laughs> in, oh, okay. in the directions. What did it say in the directions? When I get to that step, I'll say what the directions said and then we'll play her clip. Okay. Because her chicken and pasta and stuff look different from mine. And um, I'll say what she did. She did. She, I mean, I'm, I'm really kind of shocked and impressed that she completely ignored a good bit of this recipe. You know, I like that. <laughs> okay. So I, the recipe did say to use six Roma tomatoes and it said to seed them and like take out the center part. So I only used four. I know Lloyd doesn't like a whole lot of tomato in his pasta, like cut tomato like that. So I thought, oh, I'll just do four and four was actually plenty. I also chopped up some fresh basil. It said a half a cup of fresh basil. It might've said to rip it, but I just chopped it with like a butcher knife. I used two teaspoons of the already minced garlic and a tablespoon of balsamic vinegar. And you set that in a little bowl and you kind of let it marinate as you're doing the rest of the stuff. Okay. Basically, the rest of my stuff was pretty easy because I was leaving out the chicken. I boiled my angel hair pasta. I believe the package said five or six minutes. And I have to tell you, I got an Instacart delivery today from Aldi and I looked on my regular spaghetti package and it did say I had a package already in my pantry and it said 10 or 11 minutes and the one from Aldi today said 10 to 12 minutes so I was right wow on my thicker pasta okay so in your you said the thin pasta it's what seven six or seven minutes six minutes I believe yeah yeah and on the angel hair this package said five or six so it really does depend on the thickness of the noodle okay I guess as you're boiling the noodles if you're making the chicken step you would start to like fry your chicken not fry it but like put your chicken in a skillet saute with some it. oil mm -hmm. yeah saute it right and maybe make peel chicken like Aaron makes or just, you know, <laughs> try to <laughs> don't overcook it or you'll have to peel it apart. <laughs> I'm going to insert Lauren's clip here to say what she did. Hi, Jill. Hi, Aaron. This is Lauren. I'm here to talk about making the chicken for the bruschetta chicken pasta, which is one of my favorite meals ever. I, when I buy meat, I put it in the freezer right away. The night before I take the chicken out, I put it in the refrigerator so it'll start to unthaw. I leave it there all day. And then when I come home in the evening, it's ready. So then I rinse it, dry it off. I sprinkle it with seasonal. 
on both sides, and then I grill it in my George Foreman grill. And then when it's done, I slice it into chicken strips to put on top of the chicken bruschetta pasta. I use chicken breast to do this. Other option is to not use fresh chicken. Sometimes I will buy the chicken strips that are made by Tyson. They're in the chicken aisle with the frozen foods, not like the fresh packaged chicken. And it's in like a green bag. And they have chicken strips that are, they're seasoned, but they're not heavily seasoned. So they're good for this recipe. And I just pop them in the microwave for one and a half to two minutes. The directions are on the back. It depends on how much chicken you are making. But yeah, so sometimes I'll use those. I'll pop those in the microwave and then put them on top. Okay, so you can see she didn't follow the recipe. She didn't put it in the saute pan, like it said. And then she doesn't do the rest of the steps either, which the next step would be to, if you're following the recipe, you take the chicken out of the pan, you leave the oil from the chicken, and you add a little bit of oil or butter. I added just a tiny bit of each into my pan, which obviously I didn't have the chicken oil. (laughs) Because I didn't, I didn't make any chicken. Okay, so, yeah. So I then you dump the tomatoes mixture into it, and you kind of heat that up. It said for a couple minutes. Yeah. And then it said you add the pasta after you've drained it into that pan. Well, Lauren's pasta looked very white compared to mine because you know balsamic vinegar is dark. So my noodles got kind of like a darkish tint to them you'll see in my picture versus Lauren's picture because she did send me a picture of her stuff her noodles look so white and I was like Lauren did you do the step where you heated up the tomato stuff and you put the noodles with it and she said no she just plates the pasta dumps some of the salsa mix over it and then puts the chicken on top I had mixed ours in the pan, like it said, and then we topped it with Parmesan cheese. Okay. Now, Lauren did say this is one of her absolute favorite recipes. I'm going to say I liked it okay. (laughs) And Lloyd wasn't a huge fan at all. Although once he put Parmesan cheese on, he did like it a little bit better. (laughs) Tasted like liver. Okay. The one thing I meant to do and I forgot is I meant to reserve some pasta water to kind of add to it to make it not quite as dry. But I forgot to do my own pro tip and put the glass mm, measuring uh-huh. cup in the colander. So I did forget. And it was, wasn't until I sat down at the table. I wanted to put Parmesan cheese on, but it was already a little bit dry. So I did put a little extra olive oil on it. Yeah. Okay. So I see the, uh, the pictures. Uh, Lauren's looks very good. Um, Doesn't it's it? making yeah. my mouth water. I mean, for this recipe, it's pretty basic. So I just feel like if you don't like that flavor of bruschetta. I love bruschetta. Oh, but you didn't like the recipe. Mm -hmm. It's not that I didn't like it. I like bruschetta on bread. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, it was okay. Okay. It was pasta. I like pasta. It was pretty good. But it like, it wasn't how she had said it's her favorite, one of her favorite recipes. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't be what I would consider to be one of my favorite recipes. Mm -hmm. And Lauren and I are often polar opposites in what we do and don't like. So it doesn't (laughs) surprise me. (laughs) Not a fan of the balsamic (laughs) vinaigrette. I like Everything else in that? She also puts that dark balsamic glaze on top of hers. And now I don't know if that would have enhanced the flavor of mine. I couldn't find that. It wasn't on Walmart as a choice to put in my cart. Oh, okay. So I I just thought, well, I'm not having the chicken, so I'm just going to skip that step. Mm -hmm. That might have helped. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I like everything else in bruschetta, all the other ingredients, except, which I think is the point of the (laughs) 
<laughs> bruschetta is the balsamic the um, vinegar yeah yeah is kind of the point of it but that's the only part i don't care for it's funny so i probably would just leave that maybe leave that part out or just put a little, very little bit in what would you substitute regular vinegar or would you just put a little olive oil i would in? just probably not do anything hmm. i don't know i mean i i guess just use the juices from the tomatoes and stuff i'm not really sure i, I... yeah see lauren it looks like she left her seeds in and stuff too even though the recipe said to cut that out but maybe if you're not going to use the balsamic leave that in to keep mm-hmm. it a little bit juicier yeah and i mean you know speaking of polar opposites in taste you know like this dish for instance my best friend and i my best friend loves the balsamic part of mm-hmm. bruschetta but i don't so we always you know when we go out to eat it's always like kind of funny how <laughs> she loves it and i hate it but um yeah. or i you know i guess i don't hate it but it's not big i don't just don't care if i don't like vinegar based um dressing so i wouldn't mm-hmm. yeah i don't generally eat that so but yeah, but hers, um, yeah, Lauren's looks really good. That chicken, I have to say, um, since we're talking about chicken, because you know you you're vegetarian, so you don't cook meat. But I have to make a comment about Lauren's process with the chicken. That's interesting because I also rinse my chicken first. Now I know mm-hmm. people don't do that. And I used to. You used to. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and they say, oh, don't don't do that because of cross contamination or whatever. But I yeah. always rinse my chicken first, and I don't pat it dry. So that uh, Lauren mentioned she does pat hers dry. I don't know if that does that make it moister. I'm not really sure why you're supposed to pat the water off, but they do say to do that. If you if you do rinse your chicken, it's you're supposed to pat it dry. Hmm. I don't do that though. I usually just rinse it and throw it in the pan. I don't think I patted it dry because that would involve paper towels and that added an extra step. And I said <laughs> yeah. that's that's too much, a little too much. And I would saute mine like you said the recipe said in a pan. I know like it's not the healthier choice, but I use butter. You're supposed to maybe use olive oil for the healthier choice, but hmm. I always saute mine in butter. Lauren did the. George Foreman. Foreman, right. She's still using her George. Well, honestly, I just, I didn't know if those were still like a big item. Like people still use them, I guess. I so guess then. so. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I don't so, know. But yeah, well, her chicken looks very good. It looks very tender and, and uh, tasty. So I guess it works. Uh, the George yeah. Foreman works in this case. I guess it's quicker to use the George I Foreman. I think she said it is. Yeah. Yeah. I've never used a George Foreman girl. Oh, I ate chicken and stuff at the time when they came out. Yeah. Oh, okay. We never got one though. You know what I think of with the George Foreman, that episode of The Office where Michael accidentally got his foot stuck in it? Yeah, that's every time I think of George Foreman grill, I just giggle about that. (laughs) Yeah, because he'd like to wake up with a fresh sizzling bacon. (laughs) (laughs) So I can't get beyond that whole episode to actually even. You can't take the George Foreman seriously after that. I can't take anybody cooking on a George Foreman grill seriously. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So sorry, Lauren, I'm sure it's great, but (laughs) the office has ruined me for the George Foreman grill. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That's funny. Yeah. And then she's mentioned freezing her meat right away when she buys it. That's interesting. I don't um, care for frozen meat. For some reason, I feel like the texture always gets weird. So I never freeze my meat, which probably is wasteful. You know, I'll buy fresh chicken and then I'll I'll plan to make it right away. And then I don't. So then it's like two days or three days. And, you know, at that point, you're kind of risking. Why don't you pull that George Foreman grill out of storage and... (laughs) Do you still have it? You know what? I just actually, um, no, I don't know where it is at this point. I think I've got, okay. when I was dehoarding, I had so much stuff. Like it was just ridiculous. So I yeah. started getting rid of stuff I wasn't using. I would be curious to have you whip it out now and see if it changes your chicken life. Well, that one probably is all rusted out. <laughs> well, okay, I need to purchase yeah. a new one. She said she freezes it and then thaws it. Uh, sure. A lot of people do it that way. So that's good to know. That's how she handles her chicken. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think when I used to buy chicken, often I would buy the bags of frozen chicken breast. 
But if I bought fresh chicken breast, I didn't typically put it in the fridge right away. I would use it. But if I thought, you know, it was a day or so and I hadn't used it, then I would stick it in the freezer before you said, its expiration oh, okay. date. You, meant fr- you said you didn't stick it in the fridge. You meant stick it in the freezer. Oh, yeah. I stuck it in the fridge right away and just left oh, okay. it. You said... <laughs> And then I if I was going to, you said, I didn't, no, I did, no. you said, I don't, I didn't put it in the fridge right away. I was like, wow. She really... I meant the freezer. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I, well, like know, I leave my butter like, out. Yeah, I leave my chicken right? out. I leave, I leave my milk out. What's the big deal? <laughs> and you're perfectly fine and healthy. So, you know, oh, I'm so normal. Listen to all these rules, yeah. all these food safety rules. Those are optional, Erin. <laughs> <laughs> That is a joke, listeners. Do not. <laughs> right, no. I would not do that. I, I stuck it right in the fridge. Yeah, yeah. You, you didn't freeze it right away. You're saying, yeah. I should tell you what I'm going to make for next week. Okay, yeah. Have you heard about this whole TikTok pasta baked feta stuff that everybody's no, raving about? No, I do about? not do anything TikTok. I don't either. But it's like, <laughs> it's so big that even me, who does not okay. do TikTok, has heard I, of it. Wow. No, I totally <laughs> shut myself off. If it starts with TikTok, I go, no. <laughs> I'm very anti-TikTok. I don't know. I think we're a little old for TikTok, but so what I made that TikTok pasta a while ago. I had to try it. I'm like, what is everybody talking about? Everybody's raving about it. There's so many different versions of something TikTok just moved. pasta. So, I'm sorry. Something just moved. Like something just like kind of fell in my dining room and it scared me. Huh. <laughs> it was like I think the ghosts really are curious about this whole viral pasta. <laughs> yeah. But anyhow, the TikTok pasta, I thought it was okay. I thought it had an interesting flavor. Lloyd was like, heck no. So we, I won't make TikTok pasta again. But then I saw this recipe that it said it's like um, a spinoff of the TikTok pasta. It is baked cream cheese pasta from Delish. Okay. And I have a soup that you put a block of cream cheese in with like tomato, you know, a can of diced tomatoes and tortellini. And I like that flavor of the cream cheese kind of melted into that like tomato base. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, we might like this mm-hmm. one. So I'm going to okay. try the baked cream cheese. That pasta. sounds good. I like, I like cream cheese recipes. Yeah. I want to try this whenever I get back into cooking again, maybe in, um, Another few weeks, I'll be able to get back into it. I have a recipe that's cream cheese. It's an angel hair. It's actually similar to the bruschetta, only the 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 yeah. sauce yeah. is a cream cheese sauce, and it is so good, like so good. I think um, you, you. It might be similar to what I'm gonna make next week. But yours is tomato sauce. Yeah, it's tomatoes and cream cheese, and you bake it in the oven, okay, that... and then you kind of stir it all together. Yeah, and it's a tomatoey cream okay. cheese. This sauce. one doesn't involve tomato at all, so it's just a cream cheese sauce with it angel is a hair cream pasta. Cream cheese sauce. I'm not gonna give up too much of the uh ingredients now because i want to save it um yeah it's a, i'm gonna oh, make, i'm gonna hype it up for you jill i'm not gonna tell you okay what the base of that sauce is made with it is oh, not my. your typical I'm, I'm yeah it's, it's a very good <laughs> um it's a very good sauce oh wine like a wine a there sherry could be, there could be wine in it yes oh either way you're drinking well, the wine i'm, I'm you're looking cooking, forward to that right yeah. no yeah right. i'm gonna um, we're gonna use that recipe as soon as i start cooking it and it's gonna be the first one we use okay good thank you all for listening to banter dish podcast we hope you've enjoyed this episode and the past six months yeah we, we haven't enjoyed the last six months and we really hope that you guys do too and you stick with us for another six months or, or at the very least three months right <laughs> <laughs>
And remember, you can like, follow us, find us, interact with us, message us on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. Just search Banter and Dish Podcast. So yeah, thanks for hanging with us this week, the last six months. I hope that you're sticking with us and we hope to hear from you all next week. So stay tuned and stay safe. And wherever life may take you this week, try to add a hint of humor. And a dash of delight. Yeah, we should make him a t-shirt that has the banter and dish. And then in quotes, it gives me heartburn. Oh, and and on the back, you know how like bands have their tour dates? And on the back, we could just put all the foods that give Lloyd heartburn. That would be funny. You're on live with Banter and Dish Podcast. Again? Again. <laughs> yeah. Get used to it. How can I help you? Remember when we were having dinner that one night and I served zucchini and onion and you thought it tasted like liver? Why was that? I, I, I can't be sure. I don't know, but it did. And I wish that I had some mashed potatoes so I could cover it up to eat it. Like I did when we were kids. Oh. My parents would make us eat liver. That's how you got it down with the mashed potatoes mixed in. That's how we we did it, but mostly feeding the dog under the table. (laughs) Well, so you mix your foods. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, mixing it to like not actually taste it. Yeah, that's what I said. I I was on to something. I mean, usually you're pretty good. You know, usually you're you're 95% with these these meals. Me? (laughs) Yeah, but that... uh, that liver and onions threw a wrench in it that was too much you can't do zucchini with onion it knocked you down a few points jill yeah it did <laughs> well when i met him everything that i said i could cook what did i say lloyd but everything is the best yeah everything i would be like i make the best halushki i make the best <laughs> lasagna and then it wow. just became a running joke <sighs> all right well thanks thanks hun all right no problem talk to you soon all right bye bye lloyd you know, when we, when we make our recipe book, we're going to put the recipe part in, and then we're going to also put in what you can expect a couple hours after you eat it. Right. Because sometimes you're getting on a long flight, and maybe you don't have an aisle seat. Right. You know, you want to know what you can and can't eat right before you get on the plane. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think those are very good pointers that, that nobody has ever added yeah. into the recipe. Yeah. Yeah. We got your backs, guys. We do. We got your backs. We are looking out for you from beginning to end. Right. Pun Literally. Pun intended. That should be our new slogan. The Banter and Dish podcast. We look out for you from the beginning to the end. I love I like it. it. I like it. So stay tuned and stay safe. And wherever life may take you this week, we're here for you. From the very beginning to the very end.